All right, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, this is Stacy Herndon, and I'm one of the data entry specialists in human resources. And I'm going to be um, doing the training today here for the initiator training on the new EA form that we've designed. Um, just to get started, um, I'm going to kind of explain the reason that we've created this new EA form. Basically, the LaserFish form that we currently are using, Myra and I use those forms once they reach us and we manually take the data that's on them and enter that into Oracle. The current form does not integrate with Oracle at all, so we have to manually enter all the information from that. So it's kind of a dual manual process um, as it's manually entered in the department and then it's manually entered into Oracle. So we have been looking at trying to design a new form that can integrate with Oracle and actually load the data directly from the form into the Oracle system, kind of similar how to the, <clears throat> the old cyborg process used to work. So um, the nice thing is too that the system will also integrate with Oracle the um, backwards sort of, so that the information that's, that is in the EA as you are kind of looking at, at it as an initiator, you'll be able to see the positions that are currently in Oracle and select from those. There'll be more of a drop-down menu, so you won't have to already know what a position name is, the Oracle position name and that type of thing. So that'll be a little bit easier, make things easier on the department level as well. And um, currently we've only designed a new hire EA in the new system, and we are hoping that um, maybe down the line we'll be able to do the additional types of EAs. So currently you will have to use um, the new EA for new hires and still use LaserFish for any other types of EAs for changes, um, terminations, that type of thing. So as we go through the process, if you have any questions, um, feel free to ask them. You're welcome to interrupt me and ask questions or, <clears throat> excuse me, you can put them in the chat window and we'll try to answer those. Um, if you if it's if you think it's just a quick question for yourself, um, you can just type it in there, and um, Myra can try try to answer that, or um, I'll try to keep an eye on that chat window as well and answer anything in the session if if it kind of applies to more of the group. So we're gonna um, start by kind of getting a feel for the pro the product, and we'll go through and actually process. And create a um, create an EA. I'm going to use um, mental health, substance abuse, and developmental services as our um, test department. We are using a test system to do this process, and so it is a little bit slower than hopefully what the production environment will be. Um, this is what the login screen will look like that you're seeing here on the in the meeting, and you're going to use your Active Directory to sign in. We will be supplying um, user guides that will have the link and all the information here once we're actually ready to go live. We are hoping to do that relatively soon. We did run into one last issue um, and we are trying to resolve that as quickly as we can, but we're hoping that within the next couple of weeks, we'll be able to push this out and everybody be able to start using it. I'm going to log in here with my Active Directory information, and this is the first screen that you will see when you log in. It's what we're calling the EA portal, and it's going to basically 
start at what we're calling your to-do list, essentially your inbox, that type of thing. Um, you will probably only have one department listed here. There are very few people that would have multiple departments at the initiator level. Um, for example, um, the Board of Supervisors and um, County Admin will probably have two, those two departments listed, those people that do EAs for those. Um, but most likely you'll only have one. I have um, three listed so we could give kind of a flavor of all the different EAs that we've done for those kind of departments. Since we're in a test environment, there's not a whole lot of data in here right now. But obviously once we've been using it for a little while, you'll see um, a lot of information in the system. So it's gonna start off on your to-do status here. So anything that's in your list in your display here are going to be EAs that you can take action on. So they might be things that you've started and not actually submitted and you can go in here and and finish them and submit those. Or they might be um, EAs that another initiator in your department started. The nice thing about this system is you will all have access to see anything that has been created in your department. So it's going to be different than Laserfish where right now you can only have access to the EAs that you yourself have created or had some type of action on. Um, this you will be able to see anything and be able to open and actually look at anything that anyone in your department has created or taken action on. All of the information here are filters that you can change the information that's being displayed here. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna start with Parks and Recs because I think there's a little bit more in that department um, and then we'll change it to mental health. If you change um, the status here, so we could change this to all and it's gonna show all of the EAs regardless of what the status is, or we could change it to completed and it will show the EAs that have actually been completed or we can change it to in progress and only see the EAs that are currently in progress. Now the difference between in progress and to do are in progress might be EAs that are somewhere else along the workflow. So it could be something that's waiting for um, department approver or it could be something that's waiting for HR review or that's in um, the HR data entry step. Um, I do currently have also access, since I just did um, one of the department approver sessions this morning, um, I do have the department approver access as well for these three departments. So that's why you see one here in my to-do box that is a department approver. In order to change, once you've selected a different filter here, in order to actually change the information in your display, you do need to click the apply filters button. So I'm gonna change this to all and click the apply filters button. So you can see um, a little bit more information in the table here and what that looks like. Um, before we go too much further into the filters and the display, I do wanna give you a quick overview of the workflow. It's very similar basically to what we currently have in Laserfish. Um, it might be a little bit different terminology. Um, the first is gonna be initiator, which is basically um, what you guys will be doing. Hopefully um, it'll be creating the EA in the department, at the department level. 
it can be saved and kept in a draft form. It won't actually say draft. I don't know um, if, it, if they currently do say draft or not when you save them, but it'll just um, show as initiator, an initiator workflow, and it won't actually indicate the initiator here until it's actually been submitted. Um, the great thing is that somebody, if you have multiple initiators in your department, somebody can start the EA. Um, say you have the person information, but you don't know all the details on the assignment. You could start that, that piece of it as long as you have done enough of it to save each section. And when we walk through, you'll be able to see that. Um, then you can start a piece of it and then wait until you're ready to finish it. Maybe you need to get documents to add, waiting on a signed offer letter or something like that. Then you can um, start it, kind of keep it in your saved stuff as a draft. And then if you're out of the office, somebody else can go in and finish it. They can finish adding a document and then submit it. So you don't have to wait for someone else to be available to do that. Then um, the next step is department approver. You can see that one listed here. That's when um, it's basically waiting for your, whoever is listed in your department approver security level to review it and approve or reject it back if there's corrections needed. And it's the same, it's the same thing. Anyone that's got department approver security level in your department is able to review those. So it doesn't matter you don't have to select an approver like on the Laserfish form. Anyone that has access to that will be able to go in and approve it, whoever's available. Um, the next one is HR reviewer. So once it's been approved by the department approver, then it's going to go to HR reviewer just like it does now for one of the workforce planning specialists to review. You can see that um, step here. And then once they have reviewed it, it's going to go to HR data entry step. And then Myra and I will review the information and we have a little bit more data to add to it before we submit it to Oracle. And then the next step will be Oracle to load it into Oracle and it will take maybe five to 10 minutes, if that, to actually load into Oracle. As long as everything is correct on the EA, there's no issues with the position being like single incumbent that somebody already holds it, that kind of thing, um, then it will stick change to completed status. One of the big differences is that there's not a rejected status. So if it is rejected from the department approver, it's just going to be an initiator status. So there's not like a, um, a rejected initiator status, but you will be able to tell that it was rejected by looking at the review stage when we get to that point. I'll show you that. So that's kind of the um, workflow there. If it's, it, again, if it's rejected by HR, it's going to go back to the initiator. If it's rejected by HR data entry, it's going to go back to HR to review, and then they'll decide whether to send it back to the department, to the initiator or not, or make changes themselves just like the, the laser fish form does now. The other things that you can filter on here are you can search by a name. So if you just wanted to look up one particular person, you're looking for a specific EA for someone, you can type in their name and you can type in any part of their name. So you can type in their first name, just a section of their name and click on the filter. The one thing that you do wanna be um, careful of is that you need to make sure that your status 
is correct for whatever EA you're looking for. So if you're looking for Emily employee, but her status is not in your to-do box, you wanna make sure that you're not on the to-do status or you won't be able to find her. So it's probably best to change the status to all if you're searching for someone, particular person, so that you make sure that you find that. You can also search for specific effective dates. That's what these um, date fields are or a range of them. So if you're wanting to find all the EAs for hires that are on a specific date, you can do that or within a particular month, particular pay period. And obviously when we have other types of EAs in the system, um, then you'll be able to also search for those. And hopefully that won't take us quite as long as this process did to set up. And then, um, let me search for more information than I have here. You can also filter. So it's automatically, um, I'm sorry, sort. It's automatically set up, sorted by the hire, the employee's name or hire's name right now. Um, but you can also sort. So if you wanted to sort by the effective date of the EA, you just click the little arrows in each one of these columns and it'll sort by that information. So maybe you wanted to sort by the status or by whoever initiated it um, if you're wanting to get information about those types of things. Okay. So that's kind of how you can see the data that's in your um, department. Look at the EAs that are maybe in your to-do box, that type of thing. Are there any questions on that piece before we move on to creating an EA? All right, so to create an EA, there are two things you could do. You can either click on the big green button or you can click where it says employee action here on the left-hand side. I'll click the big green button. And it is thinking here. Hopefully it'll be a little faster in the production. So you should only have one department. So it's going to automatically select your department at the top. You shouldn't have to change that. If you happen to have more than one department, there will be a drop down for you to select which one you're doing the EA for. And then you're going to enter um, information here for the employee that you're hiring the information for. There's um, a couple things I wanted to show you about the social security number field. If you type in a number for an employee that is already in Oracle as an ex-employee, it's going to automatically change the action type to rehire. Um, this will be really beneficial, I'm sure, because I know that you don't always know sometimes that the person is an ex-employee or is a rehire. If they don't tell you that specifically, when they're being hired. So you, that'll um, be beneficial. The other thing is that um, if you enter a social security number for someone that already exists as an employee, it's going to um, tell you that person already exists in Oracle and that you need to go to Laserfish and use Laserfish EA form and um, process a different type of EA. So that person's already an employee in Oracle. Maybe they work as a temporary for another department, that type of thing, so that you know um, that that person, that social security number already exists. So 
then you can do a little research on that. If you don't believe that that person should be an employee in Oracle, make sure that the social security number is right, that kind of thing. I'm just gonna make up another number. Otherwise, um, you'll have a drop-down menu. Um, most likely it should just be new hire, which will default to. And you can select your effective date from the calendar here. And we're going to do, we'll do the 18th. Has a comment box if you wanna put any comments, just like the current EA does. There's a um, question here about, is the action for a department director? So if you happen to be doing an EA to, um, for a department director position, to basically hire a department director here, you wanna make sure that you answer this question yes. And that is so that the EA can be routed to the approvers that are designated to approve department director EAs. There we have a, a special security set up for those um, people in county admin who are supposed to approve department director EAs. That's what that question's for. All right, then you can enter um, a recruitment number and a job apps ID. Um, yeah, their job apps applicant ID number. Did I know right? But wait, there it is. So I'm going to um, use information, old information from some of my information here, and just scroll very a little bit down. I don't want to show all of my information here to show you what it what it will look like. But when you um, click on the retrieve job apps, it's going to pull up some of your information. So it's going to pull um, your the employee's name, address, their email address, and their driver's license information. And you can edit these fields. Um, so if you need to make any changes, if maybe um, it didn't pull the, quite the right information or they've used um, like a nickname or something as their first name. Maybe they put um, Will and it should be William. You wanna um, make sure you correct that. We've listed the address this way, um, just in case they have put something, maybe they forgot to put their zip code. Maybe they have um, put a city state and zip that don't actually match. And the reason is because Oracle requires us to have a combination of zip code, state, city, and county that match, or it won't actually enter the address in Oracle. So if you get an error message here, then you need to make sure that you have a combination that is correct. So you'll need to double check with the employee, um, find some way to get the correct information. And the nice thing is that if you, um, you enter the zip code, it's going to give you drop-down menus for this other information. So I'm gonna go ahead and delete these fields now. And then um, when you click on, if you leave them blank, say you have somebody that didn't apply through job apps or you maybe don't have the information, then you can just click the job apps button and it will ask you to fill in the form manually. So we are going to do um, our test person as Emma employee.
so if we if we enter actually let's do Ashburn. So when we enter the zip code, it's going to um, give us the states that we can select. I don't know why it why it puts in DC, but it does for some reason. <laughs> and then it will give you um, cities to select from. And this particular zip code, state and city combination only has one county, so it automatically filled in the county. If there were multiple counties to choose from, it would have given us a dropdown to choose from. Obviously, when Myra and I enter the data into Oracle, we don't know what county they live in, and you're probably not going to know what county they live in unless you guys ask the um, applicant or the new hire that information directly. So we always choose Loudoun if that's an option. If they live outside of Loudoun County, we tend to choose the first option that's there, and then they can obviously go into employee self-service and make any corrections that need to be made. Um, it's up to you how you want to do that. If you want to ask them specifically to indicate what their county is on some paperwork they provide to you or um, however you want to do that, but the Oracle does require that we have the county. So we need it on the EA in order for us to load the information into the system. Okay. Um, the personal and county email address fields are not required. Um, we would prefer for the personal email address to be entered. Um, it, that is really helpful for the employee relations team when they're sending out this, the hire and termination EAs or surveys, sorry, EAs on the brain, obviously. So I'm just going to put something in here. If you don't know what the county email address is yet, maybe their active directory hasn't been set up when you're doing the EA, that's fine. Just leave it blank. We'll try to enter that at some point, or Meyer and I will manually enter the data into Oracle once we find out that their active directory has been set up. And then you're going to enter their business card title. Um, you will notice this has been moved from um, the assignment information section or the position information section. In Oracle, this um, the business card title is part of the person record, and they only have one business card title for their whole record, even if they have multiple assignments. So that's the reason that we moved this to this part of the EA. So it's a little bit less confusing on the record. So we're going to hire a um, residential counselor position. So we're going to put that as their business card title. And then the work location and mail stop are just like on the Laserfish form. It's a drop down. And um, the easiest way to, to pull this information is just to type in the first letter and then kind of scroll down. Or you can type in a few of the letters and find it. We are going to do residential. Same with the mail stop. If you just type in the numbers and a scroll, you'll get information. Now, the driver's license information is not required. Obviously, it's really helpful for um, Katie and the group that actually processes um, all the drivers, DMV stuff, if it's there, if they need to have that 
stuff done for them for their position. So, and again, that's going to pull from job apps if you use that. The birth date needs to be entered. You can do that from the calendar here. Um, I find it easiest if you like find it on the calendar and then just click on the year and change the year. You can also click on the calendar and find the correct year calendar. However, it's easiest for you to enter. And the gender. Now this is where you'll have to save the information. So you will need to create all the required fields up to this section and save it before anything will be saved, before you'll have an, an EA that's in a draft form. At this point, you could go back to your EA portal and be done with this EA and, and not, um, and it will be saved in the to-do list here for you and any other initiator could go back to it. Just wanted to show you that so that um, it's kind of in a draft, doesn't show who initiated it because it hasn't been submitted yet. And just click back on it and it's and it's there with all the fields. You can either click on the next button or you can click on up here at the number two where it goes to the assignment information. Either one is fine. This is where you're going to enter the assignment information. We're going to click the add assignment button here to add the assignment and add the position information. Again, it's going to default your department from the first page. You're going to select the assignment reason. This will give you the opportunity to do underfills or a reinstatement if it's a rehire, that type of thing. And the next piece is you need to select the organization in your department that the position belongs to. This is going to be probably the most different piece of the EA than what we currently do in Laserfish. In order for us not to have a really long position name drop-down menu, this is how um, we determined it was going to be the easiest way for us to design the EA process. So you will be able to find this organization information on your um, data dump or your vacancy reports that you're receiving every pay period. It's probably going to be the best places for you to look for that information based on what position you're hiring them into. So I believe the org for this is residential program support. So we're gonna scroll down and find that. And then that's gonna limit our position names so that we can find the position that we wanna hire the person. And we're gonna use this residential counselor position. So if you can't find a position name, it may be under um, a different org. Um, if if again, if it's a new position or you're still having trouble, you may need to reach out to your workforce planning specialist or work with Kim Bodemer and make sure that some, it's set up correctly in Oracle the way that you need it to be. Once you've selected the position name, you may have noticed that um, the FLSA, the weekly working hours, the pay basis, whether it's salary or hourly, exempt, non-exempt, and the default grade are automatically going to populate on the EA. Not sure if we have any one from mental health substance abuse with us today or not, but um, there is a special um, status of FLSA 
that they have for some of their employees and there's a box here for them to check. If you're not in this department, you will not see this, this box pop up, so you can just ignore that. So you won't be able to change the FLSA or a pay basis. So if you're hiring for a position and exempt comes up and you think that it should be non-exempt, um, then you will need to work with workforce planning and with Kim Bodemer and figure out why the position is listed that way and um, see about getting any corrections done in Oracle if that's what needs to happen, or maybe um, there's a different position that should be selected. You're also gonna need to choose the assignment category. And these are all of the fields that you can select from Oracle in that particular drop-down menu where this is gonna load. So this one's gonna be a full-time regular position. And then you'll enter the, the, pay, the pay rate, basically. This title here is going to change based on whether it's a salary or hourly employee, exempt or non-exempt. It'll say either biweekly rate or hourly rate and tell you what you need to enter in this field. So let me just take a peek at the um, scales for 120 here. Just give them a random, random biweekly rate. So the grade here, um, it will list all of the grades that are available for the position. So you can see this one has two different grades. It has 116 and 120. Um, all of the old grades are also listed on the position. So just make sure you don't select the old grade. But if we were hiring this position for a 116, then you would be able to change that instead of 120. There are some positions that have multiple grades. Um, so Eileen asked a question, is there um, a feature that will automatically calculate the biweekly rate from the yearly salary? There is not. Um, so you will need to make sure that you calculate that. Um, even our current EA requires you to enter the biweekly rate. If you have any questions on um, getting the biweekly rate, you could certainly get that information from your workforce planning specialist. Um, they should be able to help give you that information with the salary worksheet as well, I would think. And it also doesn't make sure whether it falls within the scale either. Um, that was just too much to add to the thing. So for supervisor, there is a list, a drop-down list of all the supervisors that are current, all the people that are currently supervisors within your department. So you should just be able to select the person that you're supervised, that should supervise this position from your dropdown, hopefully. So that should make things really easy. You don't have to type in the name or um, it'll make things easier for the load as well because it will be the name that appears in Oracle for them. And it's going to um, pull their position that should, they should be supervising from. So if they do hold multiple positions, you may wanna double check that you're listing the correct supervisor assignment um, and not maybe like a temporary position that they hold or if they're an election worker or something like that. If you do have someone that you need to add a supervisor to their new hire EA and that person is not currently a supervisor, you are able to click on this little button here next to the supervisor's name and add anyone else from the county 
um, you may want to actually go to, you know, click on the department name here to kind of limit the, your selection. So for example, if um, we wanted to search for the last name was Johnson, we would want to make sure that we had your department selected so that you only ended up with the Johnsons that worked in mental health um, or whatever department you work in so that you didn't have, end up with a huge list. And then you're just going to click on the plus sign to add that person as the supervisor. One um, thing to note is that if you do use that route to select the supervisor, your drop-down list of supervisors is going to disappear. It will no longer have the drop-down, it will just be that one person's name. And if you do need to change it, you'll have to use this button in order to change it to someone else. Okay. Um, then it's the question, is the employee a supervisor? And that's the new hire that you're creating the EA for. So is this new hire a supervisor? If you click yes, when you save it, it's going to give you the opportunity to add direct reports to the EA. If you click no, then you won't have an opportunity to add direct reports. Same question that we have currently about attending NEO or do they basically, do they need to, um, for right now, do they need to come to the HR front desk to get benefits information um, is basically the, the question. And then, um, if you click yes, it's going to automatically select the NEO date as their new hire date. So if you are hiring someone off cycle, you just need to make sure that you correct this date to whatever date um, once we actually start having orientation classes again, what date they should attend the orientation class. This primary question here is new. Um, this will allow you to, to create multiple assignments if someone's being hired into multiple positions, and you'll need to select which one is primary. So if you are doing multiple positions, only one of them will be able to be listed as yes as primary, the other ones should say no. And then you'll click the save section to save all the information. It'll save successfully as long as all of the required information is completed. And since we did say, yes, this employee is a supervisor, it's going to give us the opportunity to add direct reports. We can do this one of two ways. We can either use this little search feature here, and we can search for anybody that um, might be a direct report for this person. So again, I'm just gonna search for Johnson here. And you can search with any of these fields. Um, and you can search with just a piece of the field. So if I left the N off, for example, it would still search for Johnson. Um, or you can search by first name if you know the first name of the person that you're looking for as a direct report. And then you would just click on the um, plus sign. So maybe I want to add this subpool person as a direct report. I'm just going to click on the, sub, the plus sign. It's going to add that person here as their direct report. The other option is to upload an Excel file. And the only things that we need on this Excel file in order for this to work are the employee's number and their assignment number. And you can get both of these pieces also from the data dump. So if you look at your data dump and you know which employees based on their position 
um, you want to add as direct reports, then you just need to have their employee number and their assignment number. So we obviously get the right position that's assigned to this employee. There is a little template here that you can um, click on this click here link here that basically it will give you a place that you can load the information into. It has other fields. That's really for your benefit to try to keep track of who those employees are, it has their name and assignment, uh, position name, that kind of stuff. I'm just going to show you an example. You just click on the choose file. And you're going to go find where the file is on your computer. And I've just got a small file here in Excel. And you're just going to click on the process file button. It's just going to take a second. And it's going to um, load in the information here at the top of all the people that were on that Excel file. Now, obviously, my file had people from Parks and Rec, so you could load whoever you want, but you need to make sure, obviously, that they're the right people. If for some reason you loaded somebody and you went, oh, that was the wrong, that's the wrong person, because maybe you had their employee number or assignment number just not quite right, then you can click on the little trash can and delete whoever was wrong. So you can basically add just a couple people that way. You can add um, a bunch of people. I know that in some of our departments, they have some people who supervise a, a lot of people that they need to add, you know, 20 or 30 people at a time. So you can do it like that. And then they'll be able to load the information correctly. All right, next is costing. And there are actually two places that we need to add costing into Oracle. The first is the general ledger costing, which is basically what we would consider the assignment costing. It's how the person's pay is being costed. And that can be done to multiple GL strings. So as long as it equals 100%, you can put in multiple cost centers here. Um, I know on the, on the current EA, um, you only have to enter a cost center if it's different from the, the third string or the third segment of the position, but you will need to enter the costing for everyone because it's being loaded automatically into Oracle. So if we wanted it to be just the same as this cost center, then we can just go down here and select that. So that was 303125. And it's going to automatically generate the GL string for us. Um, Finance set up a nice little table for this to pull from so that you don't have to know the full GL string. You just need to know which cost center you want it to go to, unless it should go to a project or grant string. So it's only going to pull the GL strings for general, the general costing. Um, you can go in here and change the percent. So maybe they should have um, it to multiple, to two different cost centers. You're going to save for this one. It's going to put the information up here and tell you that it needs to equal 100%. Then you could choose a second cost center, but maybe this one's supposed to be a project instead. And I'm just completely making this up. So if you are from Parks, then... I mean, from mental health, this is just a complete application. I have no idea if this exists. 
So that, this is how you might um, enter it as a, pro, as a grant string for project or grant string. And it would look like this on your EA. So are there any questions on the general ledger costing? Okay. Then we're gonna have the um, default expense cost center and this is for any employees that might enter an I expense submission. Even if you have an employee in your department who would maybe never ever do this, we do still have to have this, this cost center string in Oracle. Um, it is required for us to enter that for everyone. So you're, again, you're just gonna select the cost center. Um, generally, um, I think in most cases, this is usually just a, a general, string but you could also put a project or grant here again in the comments and it's just going to be a single um, string so there is not um, multiple strings here and you're just going to click the update button and it's going to save the information there and this is again just a default so if somebody were to submit an i expense request they could put something different than what what is listed here but this will be the default that it would go to that now some departments, and you're not going to see that here because mental health doesn't have any, but there would be also a section potentially for um, what is called pay, now oh, I've forgotten the, um, let me look in my notes here. specialty pay. So if your department has stipends, for example, like CDL stipend or something like that, you would have another section that would that you'd be able to enter, um, like a, choose from the list of stipends that your department was eligible for. Um, and that would be a section there. If your department doesn't have any like mental health substance abuse and developmental services, then that would be the last piece that you would need to complete on the EA here. And just click next. Now, if you did have multiple assignments to add, um, you could scroll back up to the top and then add additional, or you can go back here and just click on and add an additional assignment. If you needed to go back in here, you click the little um, magnifying glass to go back in and make any additional edits. Um, you can also delete the information and start over again if you need to do that. We're gonna click back to the documents. This is where you're gonna upload documents, fairly similar to what we currently have. You're gonna choose from the drop-down the type of document that you want to add. Maybe it's an employment application. Click the choose file button. Go on to wherever um, you keep documents. And we're gonna do this test document here. Select that. So you've got your documents selected, then you're gonna click the upload file. Now you can only do them one at a time. So you can't choose multiple files and upload it. So if you did have like multiple applications to upload, say you were gonna do 
the one for their position and their master application because that had more information you would need to do them one at a time and it's going to show that it did that document then you would go and change to the other type of document so we are going to maybe do an offer letter choose the file and you can do multiple types of documents so you can see we did a pdf document we're going to do a word document here you can do excel documents um, picture different types of picture documents um, whatever documents you have we do prefer pdfs they're a little bit easier to deal with in laserfish repository but obviously you can do whatever type of documents just keep in mind that these documents are being loaded into the laserfish repository in the permanent official personnel files so just make sure that they are legible documents and that they're in you know the right order you know straight up and down all that kind of stuff so that they are you know nice documents for the personnel file when you're doing that once you've loaded all the documents that you need to have on the ea um, you're going to either click next or click on the number four here at the top for the review um, i also didn't know it is going to list the employee's name their hire date and the department across the top here on each of these different sections just so that you can kind of always make sure that you're you know working with the correct person this is a nice little thing there <clears throat> at the top of the review section you're always going to see this workflow activity and this is going to show any actions that are taken on this EA. So right now it's just showing the initial record creation and it shows that it's being performed by me. So if you're creating an EA, this is what you'll see initially. Um, if it's gone through any other type of workflow, maybe it was rejected back to you and you needed to make corrections, it would show all the history here and you would be able to see that and any comments that were made. So that's how you would know <clears throat> if it was a rejected EA and um, what needed to happen to it. So you can kind of see that information. So this is where you can, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> just go through the EA here and just make sure um, one last time that everything is the way that it should be. It's not missing anything that you wanted to add to it. Everything looks correct. So we're just gonna kind of slowly scroll down through here. Give you one more look about what the EA looks like review tab shows our direct reports again the costing information um, this is where you'll see that it does have that specialty pay um, section and there was nothing to assign so it just doesn't put anything there and then at the very bottom are three different options that we can take with this EA so it has a print button here <clears throat> if for whatever reason you wanted to print the ea or you wanted to save it as a pdf document in order to maybe email it to someone or share it with anyone that you wanted to collaborate with on it when you click this it's going to give you um, the ability to save it as a pdf it opens this up here let me drag this so you can see it here on part of my screen so it's going to list the workflow section or workflow activity on <clears throat> the first page all by itself so if maybe you didn't want to um, have that piece of information printed you didn't have to and then it's going to basically be the same information that was in the review section nice um kind of a little bit more compact there for printing or 
reviewing. Okay. Scroll back down here. There is also a delete button. So we are going to um, give you the option to be able to delete the EAs that are still in your um, to-do boxes. So you're able to delete the EA that if you have not yet submitted it to your department reviewer, then you can click on the delete button. So if maybe you notice that a duplicate was submit was created or um, the new hire decides that they're not going to accept the position and you haven't actually submitted it yet. For whatever reason, if you wanted to delete the, a, the EA, you're welcome to do that here. You just click on the delete button there. Obviously, I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> or you can submit it. And when you click the submit button, you're going to get this little um, notification email details. And it's going to indicate here at the top all of the different approvers that it's going to go to. And it will give you the opportunity to carbon copy or CC anyone else within your department that you would like to, or anyone else really. Um, obviously, if you wanted, uh, you don't need to put anybody here, but if you wanted to maybe include any of your other initiators, you could put them here. But anybody else that you wanted to copy, you're welcome to do that. The subject line of the EA is going to indicate the type of EA the effective date and the employee's name. Um, basically, the subject is going to, or the body of the email is going to be the same information, but it's also going to include the date that it was submitted for approval. And it's going to include your name as the initiator and a link to where the approver, department approver, can just click on that and go in and make the approval um, directly without having to go into the system itself and find the EA there. So they can just click on that link, log in, and do the approval. And then you'll have any opportunity to add any additional comments. So if there was anything else you wanted, um, you could put any additional comments here. One thing to note is that these comments are going to become a permanent part of the EA in the comments field here on the workflow. So I just want to show you that. That's why I'm making a comment there. When you finish clicking submit, it's going to take you back to the EA portal here to your to-do list. So if you had multiple things that you wanted to do, it would keep going until you could click on the new employee action and click on start your next one. I'm going to go and find this EA. So I want to show you one other thing. So this is going to show you it's at the department approver workflow and that I was the initiator since I actually submitted it now. I'm going to go ahead and click on it again and click on the review tab. Now you can see those comments that I added to that notification are now saved here and it shows that I submitted it for department approval and the date and time that I did that. I'm going to scroll down to the bottom. All the way. You can see I have a recall button. So if you initiate an EA um, and then you submit it to your department approver and then you realize, oh wait, I forgot I needed to do this to, uh, I needed to add another document or I made an error or I maybe got the county email address and I want to add that before they approve it. 
as long as it's still waiting for their approval and they've not sent it on to HR yet, then you can recall the EA back to yourself to do whatever you want you to do, whatever changes or corrections you want to do. You don't have to contact them and ask them to reject it back to you. We thought this would be a nice feature for you. Again, it's going to send them a notification. You can also CC just like the others. It's going to tell them that you're recalling it, um, the hire date, the employee's name. I just give them a quick message. If you want to put a comment in there, it's going to do the same thing, add the comment to the workflow section of the EA, and then um, bring it back to you. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that on this particular one here, but oh, why not? Let's go ahead and do it. Then it will end up in your inbox again. The C is still it's in my inbox again. Now, even though I'm the one that recalled it, anybody else that has access, any other initiators in mental health substance abuse and developmental services will also have access to do anything with this EA. So if I recalled it back and then I got distracted, then I was out the next day and somebody else sees it here, they would be able to actually submit it again. Um, on my behalf. So if um, that was the case, they'd be able to do that. So then you can go back in and make any changes to the EA. So this might be helpful um, with adding comments. If you're the one that's recalling it, you may want to indicate why you're recalling it, um, those types of things. All right. So I just want to make sure that I, what, if there's anything else I wanted to cover. Anybody have any questions we haven't gone over? Hey, Stacy, it's Pat yes. Murphy. I have uh -huh. a question. Sure. Um, were you put in the job um, ID number or the recruitment number? Yes. I can never get mine to work right because I think the in job apps, it has to be closed out before you can do that. So this system will not require that. Okay, great. Yep. You can put so as long as you put in the recruitment number and the um, and the person's applicant ID, as long as they have submitted the application, okay, it will work. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. All right, um, I think that covers everything that we wanted to go over. Um, again, we are really hoping that the delay that we've experienced won't be too long, uh, maybe a week or two at the most. So we will definitely like to get this launched out for sure by the end of this month. And we will send out an email um, to everyone that will include all of the guides that we've created. There'll be a quick guide and a really comprehensive guide with all the information. Um, we are also planning on posting recorded sessions of this and the approver um, training that we did. So if you wanted to go back and rewatch or you were maybe didn't catch the whole thing, you're welcome to, to kind of watch either one of those or share that with anyone else in your department who was not able to attend. So if there are no other questions, we really thank you for your time today and um, have a lovely afternoon.